Section 40 of Letters from Victorian Pioneers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Letters from Victorian Pioneers. Number 40. From C. Hutton, Melbourne. Melbourne, August 19, 1853. Sir. I have the honor to acknowledge the receipt of Your Excellency's letter of the 29th July last, requesting information regarding the first occupation of the Campaspe and King Parrot Creeks. My party was one of the numerous ones which drove sheep overland from the Sydney to the Port Phillip district in 1838. Unfortunately, catarrh broke out in some of the flocks between the Murray and the Ovens, and, rapidly spreading to others, compelled the proprietors to seek for not only new runs but new districts where no sheep were already depasturing. Mr. P. Snodgrass, Dr. Dixon, Farquhar Mackenzie, and others followed up the Goulburn and found suitable runs on that river and its tributaries. I crossed the Goulburn in June, following Sir Thomas Mitchell's line of road, till I reached the Compassby Plains, subsequently occupied by Monroe, and then known as Monroe's Plains, where I kept the stock for upwards of a month while I examined the surrounding country, and I then moved lower down the creek to the run, which I disposed of in 1840 to Messrs. Jennings and Plain, and which has now passed into the hands of J. H. Patterson. At that time there were no runs taken up to the north of Mitchell's line, excepting Mr. Bowman's, on the Culliban, at the foot of Mount Alexander, which shortly after came into the possession of Mr. Orr, who is, I believe, still the occupier. It will be in Your Excellency's recollection that 1838 was the year of the great drought, and it was only by having my marching establishment complete, and thus constantly shifting my ground, that I was enabled to keep the stock alive. When I came into that district in July, the ground was exceedingly dry, the grass apparently dead, although after the first rain it grew again most luxuriantly. The water holes very low, and for nine months there was not even a moderate shower to freshen the herbage. Consequently, there was no attraction for settlers, and I had no neighbor, except those I have mentioned, during my stay there. I am informed that there are now between 200,000 and 300,000 sheep depasturing on the lower Campaspe Plains, where, in 1838-39, there was not grass enough to feed half a dozen goats. I only knew of two tribes of natives in that part of the country, one called the Goulburn Blacks, who chiefly stopped on that river, but occasionally came as far as my station, a distance of about fifty-five miles, and were tolerably well behaved, only pilfering and sometimes frightening the shepherds, and the other tribe, more particularly belonging to the Campaspe, who from the first appeared to have a dislike to the whites. I can hardly tell the numbers of these tribes, but think the Compaspe blacks might muster about forty able-bodied men in all. They were rather fine men, but very mischievous, and did much damage, not only to myself, but to the settlers as far as Ebden's Run at Mount Macedon. No doubt there was blame on both sides, and had the whites not been over-familiar with them for the sole purpose of getting their women, many of the outrages then perpetrated might have been avoided. The greater part of these men suddenly disappeared, and I know it was, and perhaps is still thought, that they were slaughtered by the whites, and especially by myself. But my belief is that they died from influenza, which was prevalent in a very severe form at that time, and to my own knowledge more than one died of it, 
and as your excellency is about to leave the colony and i may not have another opportunity it is a satisfaction to myself to solemnly assure you that i never shot or otherwise destroyed one of them i never even fired at one and only once when some troopers came up to apprehend them for killing two of my shepherds am i aware of any being killed by the whites my run on the king parrot creek was taken up by my overseer and i never resided on the station it was adjoining Farquhar Mackenzie's, and indeed at one time was claimed by him. I can give Your Excellency no current information of the first occupation of that part of the country. I have the honor to be, sir, Your Excellency's obedient servant, C. Hutton. His Excellency, C. J. Latrobe, Esquire, etc. End of section 40.